that thing on. And we are live! Hey. Dirk. Live and direct. Check mic. your neck. What up, out you there, folks? open folk? with the freestyle? I thought you were just about to open with a freestyle. Live and direct. No free check your neck. No free shows, Dirk. Nah, you're right. <laughs> Don't give it away. Don't give away what you can sell easily. You're going to have to pay for that, boy. That's what I'm saying. It's on the mixtape. When's the mixtape drop? When's the Dirk Malone mixtape drop? Mixtape drops. 717. <laughs> it already dropped, though. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that was last month, though. What up, fellas, brethren? I feel like a prop comic today because I we got stuff here. We got stuff. There's stuff in the, we're not like just up to not our just neck words. And stuff. There's lots of stuff. Thanks. In now you know what we're looking at. There's two G-code shakers on the table right now with condensation on the outside, meaning it's cold, it's yep. chilled. There's some sort of uh, liquid in there. Version one and version two. What is this? What What do we got here? Two different so, versions. So this is um, what I believe to be the final two prototypes of the next G-Code Nutrition product. So not going to give too much away in terms of formulation and whatnot, but it is an amino formula. One very much unlike uh, most other amino formulas in, in, in the game. Uh, mm -hmm. So in a way that Vice is very different from uh, typical pre-workouts, I think this amino formula is very different from most aminos. Because it has to be different. It's got to be different. It's our, you know, it's our own informed, unique take on um, products that are in very established categories. So, you know, it just how boring is it, and how redundant is it if you just made just a, a product that's exactly like what everyone else is doing you know it's not it's not it's never been our style and I, you know um it's not necessarily like innovation like we're you know um like we just, right 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 yeah. we haven't recreated the wheel in any way we haven't invented or uh yeah but you know it's sometimes fire. like just uh not saying keeping things simple yeah yeah but like everybody is trying to yes outdo each other in many ways that's why we end up with some bullshit that's out there because people are fucking pushing the envelope a little bit and yep. not getting too creative but i think you know well most of it's the brands man and the brands that they come up with they're just like what, what the fuck I and then the flavors are like, like this crazy. Be something like i take every day right i enjoy yep. it tastes good yep. like helps towards your goals yeah, yeah you know it works yep like and if it just does those things, like I think you're unique. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you got something that's unique and well, does the job. Well, you, you know, know, like uh, as I've been going into more and more stores, you know, I get a sense of you know the competition and what's out there, right? Mm -hmm. And I think in a lot of instances, you either have um, brands that are almost sort of uh, faceless, like they're like corporate yep. monoliths, right? Yeah, but established brands you know what i mean so yeah. like you see these companies you don't really make any associations in terms of like the people behind the company but you um recognize the brand so something labs right something labs or whatever or, or you know you know some of these so many some of these companies that are you know <laughs> lots of labs out there some of these companies that are owned by billion dollar corporations too so yeah. you're like oh well you know you get a sense of uh quality you know um in terms of the brand but there's not there's nothing really uh in, in you know um kind of built into the brand other than just the general sense of quality because you you've heard of them for a yeah. long time they're established um but there's not necessarily much soul there much heart there and then in the other the other thing i see is a lot of these companies that are 
trying to convince you how hardcore or tough they are. Yeah. Like by, you put like, um, you put like a rendering of Satan on the label. There yeah. was, and a, then that's supposed to make me. That's supposed to make me. There was that one. Think that you're hardcore. Yes. We're not like, talking shit. We're just fucking. No, no, no. There was, was that one that was called Manson, right? Yeah, it's at called Manson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't. Dahmer. I know. Yeah. I was saying like patricide. Like, what's the worst fucking? Thing? It's like yeah. dead newborn. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I care about absolutely nothing. Nihilism. Oh shit, that's a pretty good one. No, literally, yeah. It's like, dude, Pat, when, when the nihilism pre workout comes trademark. out. I want a nickel. Nihilism, I want a dude, nickel per unit. Nihilism <laughs> will fucking shatter records for like three days. Yeah. Then people will be like, God, we, nothing I, nutrition. I feel nihilism. Like shit in the company went out of business. I understand. <laughs> nihilism from oh, nothing nutrition. Fucking hol- <laughs> holocaust. Holocaust. Like what? So, <laughs> now that we've shat uh, shat upon the industry, uh, here's what we got. All you right. know, I'm keeping this real. I yes. got two separate cups. Okay. Because I don't want sample Cross one. Cross contamination. Yeah, I don't, I don't wow. want sample one to what be What a professional. Well, give me another cup. What a too. professional. Well, yeah, look, hey, you know, it's only a dollar a cup. Hey, six cups in the budget. I We're like big it. time here. I, I saw, cups. Dude, I saw something the other day, and it was like, do you know why um, bras are measured by cups? <laughs> no, tell me. <laughs> because of milk. Is that Women? a joke? I guess. Oh, all right. Funny. I was like, come on. I was like, I thought you had actual knowledge. I could tell here. there was something. I thought funny. you were going to take it back to like the Victorian because the age breast, when the they breasts carry. The <laughs> we have to look it up now. Don't no, the breasts carry uh, milk to feed the newborns? So yes. it's like it makes sense that a they're cup of milk. I don't know if they. Ca- I guess carry would be the word. <laughs> all right. There he is. Okay. That was a deep thought that I just thought of. Yeah. That was so deep. May have too deep. Too deep. All right. So we're gonna. Pour some cups. Uh, we're going to start with version one and then version two. They're, uh, the formulas are identical in terms of the actives, but the flavoring will be different in these two amino formulas. And uh, we're going to basically do a live taste testing and decide what we consider to be um, our own personal favorites. Deepest thought I ever had. That's what I was thinking. That's what it was. That's what the, the cup size was. That was the <laughs> deepest thought Dirt Malone ever had. It dropped it live, <laughs> freestyled it live on air. All right, so just gonna pour some of version one. Hit me. It's got a solid, <sighs> solid hue. It's got a nice hue. Oh yeah! Don't you, don't you short me an ounce. Version one. Was this mixed to specific scientific ratios? Yes, yes. Uh, what I found to be the most effective. Cheers, cheers. History. Salud, gentlemen. It's like, it's like salve. It makes me salivate. <laughs> when I good. take every sip. It's like it's quench. Good, it's quenching. It is, yeah. Yeah. So a scoop is like how much about? What's around. the size of a scoop? Yeah. If I would imagine. Um, maybe like in the 15 gram range. 15 gram. Dude, this is fucking good. It tastes good. I want to taste the other one though. A little sweet. This could, is one, right? That was version one. All right, I'm not going to drink all of version I one. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it's it. the kind of thing, man, I could drink... I could drink a, a tall glass. It's the whole idea. The whole idea is that it's um, intra-workout. 
Yeah. And throughout your day, right? I mean, I could drink a jug of this, man. Ooh, look at that. A little bit of a difference in color. Hugh Jackman there. over here. Whoa. <laughs> color has got a lot more it's saturation. Got a little bit of pop to that color there. It's fun. It's fun like to do that. bad things. And drive into a car. Well, did you know that you could perhaps kill somebody? Yes, but I wanted to do hood rat stuff with my friend. <laughs> exactly what we're doing as we speak. So I like the hue. Sample two. Color is looking very nice. A little Dude, bit more. The of color. A, this one's great. What does it smell? More of a vibrant color. Oh my god. Oh, that's different. Wow. Hmm. I'm getting a little of a different. I don't want to say we're not doing flavors right now, but no, no. I'm getting a hint of something different that mm. would also account for the hue. Interesting. Something else that's uh, accenting the, the the underlying. I mean, it's almost flavor. equal parts of what I'm thinking and that. Hmm. Maybe you're right. It's it's one of those two. Very enjoyable. You know what? It's They're good. very comparable as far as Which good flavor, delicious. good taste. The one has a really good color as far as the color that we are not telling the listener yep. and the other one's a lot more i think the one seems to be maybe more natural in color and the other one seems to be a little bit jacked up in terms of color so the one i think might be a well, little it bit depends what theoretically the one seems a little bit truer to um the you flavor like, the flavor intent just tell us the flavor god damn it just tell us I don't see color, Mr. Greg, but I do, in fact, know the difference in these two. Yes, indeed. It's weird, right? I mean, what do you guys think? Version one or version two? Man. Oh, yeah, you don't even know. Tough. Version one. But I promise when it does come out, it's going to be fucking... Version one. Perfect. Yeah. It's almost... I mean, they almost could be two different flavors. Interesting. See the version version two has a perfect color when you mix it with the water. I like the color of it. The flavor is good. It's great. Yeah. But it's not version one. I feel like number one is more of a defined thing. Yeah. It's more distinct. Yeah. Two is like Whereas two, it's tough for me to place. Two's like um I don't know. Um sort of just generally enjoyable. Do we have any of two left? Yes. Is this two? Yes. Yeah, dude, I think I might like two better. Two is just generally enjoyable, but I can't necessarily say, like, what about it makes me like it. What do you think of aroma? Hmm. It's an important aspect to the... I like two. I'm, I'm on two now. You're a two guy. I'm on the two train. Yeah, so part of me, like, thinks that two could have a little bit more bite to it a little more sour that's why i like one and i think one's more yeah. one's like more said, more of like a nice it's got a nice sour tart to it yes and two is like a lot the tart is toned down but it's got see, a more see, sweet people, a better sweetness yeah. to it. we this Smoother conversation sweet. will go on and yes. uh this is how it works like we were just doing this looking at like 18 different colors of gray yes for t-shirts yes exactly these are like agonizing decisions yes. that matter that like you know how the sausage is made. Have you ever been yeah, to like yeah? Have you ever been to like the expo, the Arnold Expo, and you're walking around and you see like uh, tank tops 
and it's like you know it says exercise on one <laughs> and like you know beast mode on the other sands yeah <laughs> beast mode yeah you know something iron yep it's uh Eat the iron. I think it's because those decisions are not agonized over. Yes. It's like, oh, that fits on the shirt? Or thought deeply about That fits on a shirt? That make, sounds make many hardcore. Of them. I'm version two, bro. Kurt Malone's version two. I'm version two. Adjacent. Wow. He's version two. Mm-hmm. I think I'm version one. I'm version one. I found version one to be more refreshing. Could you see yourself drinking a half gallon yeah. Version I two? could chug yeah. a lot of one yeah. in perpetuity. Yeah, two, yeah. it tastes good, but it's yeah. not like... Yeah. We should have fasted before we did this. <laughs> well, so I, I literally had a swig of water before them to cleanse coffee off my palate. It was an enjoyable process, though. Is there any left? I'll take a sip on a little bit of that. I'll stay anabolic. Is that one? Stay anabolic during uh, the remaining I, I think it's... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the two. Okay. You here, guys like my final one? swig of each. Dirt Malone. But just remember, spoken. like everybody has a different preference oh, with flavors. Sure. It's yeah, like they like this, they like that. And I'm not sitting here and saying, sweet, are, and I'm not sitting here saying, "Are you fucking crazy?" No. I'm sitting here and being like, "Yeah, I can see that. I can totally see that." I'm just, I'm, I'm, I, I think I, everybody, like you said, everybody, uh, it's uh, subjective. It's subjective, and everybody has their preferences. Um, I think I'm a little bit more of like kind of a guy who likes a sour kick than I am like smooth yeah you know what i mean in terms of like if you think about like um soft drinks and or like uh candy yeah that kind of stuff like i, I kind of like the sour stuff i like sour i think stuff. they're they could each be worthy of their own flavor right. the second two to me taste more like a juice okay mm. but one i like the flavor of better right one like I how th- much juice like how much actual juice you know what i mean like i can have a, dr- a glass of orange juice right. i can't drink right like a big, I can't drink 32 ounces of orange juice. No, you know, what's and that's kind of what two is like it's, to me. It's like it's a good not that it's not that it's that's the flavor because I ain't giving that shit away. It's a good distinction. One seems a little bit more like a sports drink, yeah, and two seems a little bit more like a juice. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's totally fair. Taste the rainbow. So, speaking of live speaking of training, testing. yes. How you guys doing? Good, 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 good. Yeah, I, I had a little bit of like a. Uh, there was like a little bit of a crossover between um, fuel for the fire and my training. Always good. So the uh, nexus. Yeah, and it, it came from an unlikely source. Okay. Um, but I, you know what I like? I like to grow and evolve in my thoughts and ideas, and not simply just remain uh, frozen in time, stagnant, rigid, and decaying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and one of the things I like to do is I like to admit when I. Judge somebody one way, and then they surprise me, and then I say, oh, you know what? That guy's not bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a recent example of that is Joe Rogan, who I was not crazy about. Um, Man show? No, thanks. Yeah. Not my scene. Was he man show? Yes. At one point he was, I believe, correct? I thought it was Jimmy Kimmel and uh, yeah, but Adam I, then Carolla. I think I think there I mean, was like, like v- that was his brand. I think there was V two. I think there was V two of that, right? Yeah. And I always I always liked the fact that he trained and stuff, but I thought there was like a little bit of token tough guy to him. Yeah, and that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but uh, been driving a lot, and uh, you know, always uh, since we're into since we're uh, we've begun the undertaking of a podcast of our own. Uh, you know, just staying open-minded to listening to podcasts from other sources. And, you know, to me, oftentimes it's about um, who's being interviewed yeah. more than it is necessarily the interviewer. Absolutely. Depends on what you're going to to the uh, 
to that uh, media for. Um, but I had seen, you know, he had interviewed Shane Smith from Vice Media. Mm -hmm. yeah. He had interviewed um, a few people that I really liked and respected. Uh, there was somebody else that that jumped out at me. He gets Action, a lot of Action Bronson. He gets yeah. a lot. Bill Burr, who I like a lot. He's, you know, a stand-up, so he has stand-ups on there. Um, but he had a, a few people who I really liked. So I was like, all right, you know, um, I just, he won me over a little bit. Not so much that I'm listening on a regular basis, but uh, I've been just more open to listening to his stuff because he's yeah. been interviewing people I like. So, uh, oh, Jesse the Body Ventura, he interviewed, mm -hmm. who's like, uh, yeah, one. who's a, a fresh voice and perspective when it comes to politics, regardless of where you stand. Um, so uh, he recently interviewed, and it totally caught me off guard, Dorian Yates. Three hours with Dorian Yates. And wow. I was like, yo. Do it then. How cool is it, right, to have a, you know, like a, a big time bodybuilder, like one who's like highly respected in our subculture, but then like most people don't know who the hell he is. Yeah. That Joe Rogan would be cool enough, open-minded enough, smart enough, or, you know, his group of people, cool enough, smart enough, open-minded enough, knowledgeable enough to think, oh, that would make for a good episode. Yeah. yeah. So he has him on and it's incredible. I'm sure. It's right? like three hours. Right? right, right. And, you know, the funny thing is that like anytime, you know, you watch or listen to Dorian, right it makes you think of blood and guts mm -hmm. and it also makes you kind of assess your own training am i training hard <laughs> yeah. enough right um but the other thing too right is that um he was like one of the f he wasn't the godfather of it but in terms of like making uh lower volume heavy duty training he really brought it into vogue um there was uh arthur jones the guy who developed the nautilus circuit of of equipment um, developed this sort of training where, you know, like the Nautilus Circle, like that, oh right? Where, yeah, yeah. Where, you know, there's all these, um, you know, machines. And you remember when you used to go to Ed's and you... Circuit training. Right, yeah. and you remember, like, one of my jobs when it's I worked like at the preset gym. Preset machines. Preset yeah. them for people where they had a little card with all the exercises and yeah. they would do one set on each thing oh in the God. circuit, right? Yeah. I didn't know that until you told me. Yeah, so that guy developed that sort of training, but the idea is... Um, lower frequency, lower volume, but more effort, mm -hmm. more intensity, yeah. right? And then a guy named Mike Menser, who was uh, Mr. Universe, and he competed in the Olympia, and was a great bodybuilder from that time, and a real, like, intellectual, he kind of took those principles and, like, doubled down on them. So it was about, like, even less, um, you know, it'd be, like, one set per body part per week, you know? Like, yeah. just low, incredibly low volume, but it would be, the idea is that it'd be all out. Yeah. So Dorian kind of took that and built on that, right? And it was sort of like... Uh, it would be like, you know, four or five exercises for a body part, and you'd warm up, but then it would be one set all out. And the one set all out would be incredibly heavy and challenging in like the six to eight rep range, but then you'd get forced reps at the end. Mm -hmm. Then when you, um, when you reached positive failure, you could still do a negative. Like, oh. so for example, right, like you're doing curls, and you can't get another one, yeah. right? And I help you get the last one. Yeah. And you have the weight at the top, but you, you're still strong enough to lower it. Yeah. Right. You're just not long, strong enough to curl it. Yeah. So that said, really technically, Dorian would say <laughs> isn't over until you can't fucking lower, lower it anymore. It. You can't, you can't fight that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, fight yeah. fight it on the way back Absolutely. down until you can't do that anymore. Yeah. That's yeah. when the set's over. Yeah. Right? So, like, what it, what it makes me think of is, like, quality versus quantity. Right. And I think many of us, I being one of them, certainly... Uh, you know, sometimes strategically because you're just beat up from heavy weight. So you're like, all right, I'm just going to do more reps, more sets. That's yeah. right. And yeah, recently, yeah. do more reps, more sets, and I'll have productive workouts because I'm just doing more volume. But it really makes, if you really think about it in terms of like just your best effort and maximizing intensity, um, 
the idea of quality over quantity and lowering the volume and really trying to get the most out of the least is like a you know, it's a radical way of thinking and it's yeah. often a radical departure from what we're used to but it really forces you to really focus yeah. and it forces you to um not necessarily you're going to overdo it but you're not going to overdo it in terms of just like as many sets as possible instead you're going to try to get the most out of each set so like just uh, listening to to the to the podcast with him just kind of made me remember bloody guts and made me think of all the stuff that I read growing up and it made me think wow like you know so like so for example like today I went and I did legs and where I might normally do 20 some sets I did like 12 total and you know it was like warm up warm up and then a really hard all out set warm yeah. up warm up really hard all out set and yeah. it's like you know I'm not saying that I can just train that way for the next year and every week get better or stronger. No, or I mean, I think it would take a toll. Everything know, but, works, but yeah. everything doesn't necessarily work forever. Right. So like the idea of like being open-minded enough to switch your approach from time to time, try something new, keep it fresh, stimulate your muscle in a new way so that your body then has to adapt to that. Yeah. You know, so that it was just like an opportunity to just like reinforce those kind of like training yeah. philosophical. What I thought thoughts. was cool was when he was talking about like, getting that under your belt like what you always talk about skull is just and he's like dude at this age you know in his accent at this age i'm all beat up i can't you know push myself so i find other means and he's like big into cycling now sure. and yoga yeah. and he's like i'll freaking go on the bike until i'm drenched and he's like once i'm exhausted i'm like boom i'm set for the day yeah, it's yeah. like it's pretty cool because if you think about that and just we're all guys that like to train and like to lift and like to get the pump and then obviously when we get older, we're not going to be able to do what we do now. There's other means that we got to look into to get that pump and to get that under your belt. Which it's is true. And you dope. have to keep adjusting and searching. When one thing runs out, you got to find something else. Yeah. I don't think that goes away. I think some people like go crazy for some. And it's funny, like for the, they, it's like a mental fix, but I've seen like older dudes are like, it'll be golf. All right, sure. You know what I mean? Like, I love golf. Where that well, is the sort of thing, extent of, like, And it's the sort of thing their... you can immerse yourself in, too, though. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And sure. it's like, uh, I don't think it necessarily counts. I think there's kind of, like, a mental trick going on there where it's like, oh, this is me. It's like my meditative thing. Yeah. I think it, like, scratches the itch a little bit mentally for them, but I don't, I don't know. I don't well, think it's hitting the same... No. Well, no. well, the interesting thing, too, right, is, that, you know, Dorian was talking about just being an extremist. Yeah. And I think that's part of it too, right? Like, yeah. so um, if you're thinking that whatever moment in your life you were trained the hardest, the heaviest, the most intense, razor focused, laser focused, razor's yeah. edge sharp, laser focused, right? Um, whatever point that was. And if you would think that you would just train at that clip for 30 years, like, right. that's not going to happen. No. Something's got to happen. The body give. can't even. Hold that up. Right. So I think like just the thought of cycling your training, right? So like going through ebbs and flows of heavy, of yeah. lighter, of training for a pump, of training for size, of mm -hmm. training to get into better, better shape, you know, conditioning. I think those things, like that alone will lengthen the time in your life that you can sort of train at your best. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And like whereas a guy like Dorian, it was one way or not at all. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So it was like this brutal, ballistic, all-out style of training that would maximize muscle growth and create the freakish physique that won six Olympias. Like, and if it's not that, 
then no, no thanks. Then it's cycling and yoga. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it also it's in a situation where tore his bicep, tore his tricep, and has had like what's four left? shoulder, four shoulder surgeries. Left. Right. Yeah. So it's like, all right, at a certain point, it's like, you know, and, and he was he was on there, but, you know, we're talking about Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman's had hip replacements and, and, and um, uh, spinal surgery. And, I mean, you, you everybody remembers those videos yeah. and stuff, how fucking insane it was, but it's like that stuff – We've talked about it before. You're flesh yeah. and bone. We're yeah. all flesh and bone. Even yeah. even guys who are like you know seem yeah. superhuman, they're just dudes like us. You know what I mean? And yeah. at a certain point, you know, yeah, I think you have to know how to you know pump the brakes, and then when to give it gas or work out, hit attack things from a different. Yep. Using whatever resources you have. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> oh. of course. Should which which I think from... which I think is a place where um, training for purposes beyond simply just looks or performance or maximum mass or whatever training for reasons like you know like i've said before of you know your emotional health and all that stuff like yep. those are good reasons to stay in the gym and to be able to find something productive even when the end goal isn't necessarily just to be as big and strong as possible like there are other things that keep us in the gym and i think that's a that's a good the process point. itself has yep. has value yes in terms of character exactly. and discipline and exactly. sacrifice and everything like that it's not necessarily about getting to this right no end point and how you feel right you yeah. just feel better i just feel better when i train yeah. so it's like all right well i just would want to feel better for as long as humanly possible how do i do that yeah you know what i mean and that means that you probably can't you know sweat it out bench you know bench four pies and you know squat five pies and all that you can't do what that kind of pies you can't you can't do that every week forever um you i could definitely be bench four pies smart right <laughs> eat four pies on a bench yeah, that's, that's what, isn't that what you meant um, no i hear you dude. you can only you know do that stuff uh so long without giving your body a break and and changing your training in a way that's going to dude i went heavy for two weeks and had to change things no for sure no lie i I had like three nights where I couldn't even sleep because wow. my elbows were killing me. Wow, sure. I was little, I'm like, what the fuck? And yeah, then, yeah. you know, I looked into it. It's like a pretty common thing, right, obviously. Sure. But I would guess I was going too heavy for my frail, for what my frail system no. could handle this early right. on. So I've gone to, I went to lighter and more reps, except for bench this week. Yeah, man. And yeah, but that's feel, it, after like five days of changing to that, I feel better. So I'm like, all right, yep. maybe next week I'll do the same thing. Then I'll have a heavy yeah, week. Yeah, like, that's it, know, man. That's the it. joint's gone. That's I'm it. trying. Well, that's the thing. It's like I don't want to tax. I know where my problem areas are. It's like I want right. to be able to keep going. Yeah, you know what course, I mean? Like I don't want something to pop up where I'm like, you know, my shoulder is fucking bothersome when I'm training. I'm like, I got to keep that in mind. If I'm going like too heavy and loose and doing flies or something, it's like... Uh, you know, I don't want to be like on the shelf for a month. Yeah. That would be devastating right now to what I'm doing. I got a good streak going, so it's like, you know. Train smart. That's totally comparable to Ronnie Coleman's multiple hip surgeries. No, no. But it's all, it's all, it, one, it's all relative. And then two, like, um, I wouldn't, the thing is, like, I wouldn't want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course. I wouldn't. I totally understand it and I respect it and I don't wow. knock like the degree of like obsession and yeah, intensity yeah. and effort. So you gotta be on some J's. Well that's Dude. all part of it, but that's no, all but part like, of the extreme. I don't want to do that. You're talking about the extremism, you know I mean? that's all part yeah. of it. Like I'm yeah. you know, it's like the old man saying but like I wanna be able to still be I don't wanna have to play golf. Yeah. To, to, For real. to gauge myself. I wanna be when I'm sixty five, I wanna be 
able to do athletic things. Fuck yeah, me too. You know, I love golf. That's the whole idea. So I'm trying to keep that in mind as I push myself. You know, it's not like oh, push yourself. He's not saying just being smart. He's not saying that he doesn't want to play golf. He's saying that he wants to be able to lift weights if he wants to. Then love, yeah, or you know. It's All either kinds. motocross or golf. It's like, I, dude, you know, like I miss playing basketball. I would fucking love to play basketball. But I know that if I play basketball all the time right now, that the injuries, I already have things from basketball that are going to inhibit me for the rest of my life. And it's not worth it to me to add to that list on my legs because I can't do shit once. Talking to me, man. That's that's how I tore my knee. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, to me, yeah, like nothing would make me happier than go play basketball like five days this week. But I know that I'm at the point where, like, the odds of if I do that for two months, something's going to happen. Last time I did it, that happened. And it's like, there's got to be less things I can do that have less impact, less probability of fucking, you know, fucking things up for 30 years, you know? So. What if you, what if you go to the court and Jerry's just standing there with the ball? Nestled in between Shots his arm and all shady. I mean, dude. And he's like, let's go. He, says, he, he tells me right now. He tells me right now. He tells me. No, listen to me. He tells me right now at 42 that his shot, you know, I, lo I love the hyperbole of it all. Yeah. But uh, his Shout shot. Shouts to Tall Shady. Shouts to Tall Shady that his shot is the best it's ever been. I believe it. So is Sam Perkins' shot by his yeah. last year. I would also argue his defenser, defenders are probably worse than they've been. But that's neither here nor there. If you're yeah. shooting from half court, I guess yeah. defense doesn't matter. But uh, no, dude, I'm on the record. Until the day that I die, you could wake me up in bed at 3 a.m. in the morning with a basketball and I'm playing. Yeah, it's sure. not like I won't play. Yeah. I just go see my nephew and it's like I hear a ball bounce. It's like, all right, let's play one-on-one -on -one right now. Pass, pass it. That's it. <laughs> so that, that that doesn't go away. You know, you hear a ball bouncing. But I'm just saying, like, as a general habit thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You know, can't do it. So. We, we brought uh, the babies to the park uh, this past Sunday. Nice. And uh, I brought a ball. Uh-oh. And uh, took a few shots. It's difficult because there was three adults, three babies, but it's still difficult. But yeah. uh Dermot Malone, I will say that in better, less inclement conditions, uh, it was better than the last time you saw me shoot a ball. Well, then there was, there was wind gusts of like 30 miles yeah, an hour. Dermot Malone and I, uh, <laughs> I mean, a few months back, very early in this game, um, were uh, in Briggs shooting around, and uh, it, the sh shooting percentage was not good. But I will say, and it is, listen, trust me, my shot is garbage. Yeah. But it was extra, double extra garbage. Well, it's been like, yes. it's been a while. But it was double extra garbage because it was, Cold and really windy. Yeah. yeah. And so the other Classic day it was Brigantine the other day, wind. yes, brigantine yeah. conditions. The other day it was not that at all. So shot was much better. Brigantine. But then, but dirt, but dirt, there was, was no net. And the right, and the funny part about it too, right, is that dirt. There was like looking at the shot, feeling a sort of way, and then he took a couple himself, and he's like, "All right, if you're ever it. playing Trivial Pursuit, and they ask you the windiest town in America, it's Brigantine, New Jersey. Yeah, dude, more so than Chicago, Illinois. How about that? Bet you didn't the know gusts, that young, never young been. gust. Yeah, so you you out there, you know, balling. You got to learn how to, you know, deal with the elements. Put up a layup, it just goes. Whoosh. Oh, it's happened. It's been that extreme where your shot gets matumboed by the wind. <laughs> been there. Been there. You don't been even there. have to call glass because it's like if that if you bank it in, it means your shot was perfectly right. lined up, and the wind blew it that foot or, to make it a bank. Or 
that the conditions are so bad that the only way to hit shots is to is use the throw glass, as hard as you shoot can. it hard, yeah. the and way. then use the glass yeah. because uh, like a regular jump shot is just going to literally just get yeah. caught up in the in the gusts Dude, in like the in the jet stream, Plus yeah. caught up in the jet stream. Yeah, the double rim. It's like fuck. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So I will not say that it was it was it wasn't good. But compared to what what was going on in Brig the other day, it was much better. I'm looking forward to the first annual G Code Nutrition Basketball Invitation. Horny. Hooping. Wow. That will happen. It needs to happen. happen. It needs to happen. I'm in. So, um, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little breaky break and we're going to come back. Nice. And smack you in the face. Sweet. What up, everybody? This is Skull with some G-Code news. First off, just want to thank you for listening. We've noticed a little bump in our, whatever the audio version of the word viewership is, listenership. We've noticed a bump. We appreciate you listening, so uh, check us out. You can get our episodes on iTunes, and we definitely appreciate you guys tuning in. But we have some exciting news. We will be at the Olympia Friday, September 15th. And Saturday, September 16th, at the Las Vegas Convention Center. That's in Las Vegas. If you didn't know, now you know. And uh, some exciting things going down there. Not only will you be able to get some fresh gear, some exclusive shit, there may be some new apparel in the works that you could use to adorn yourself like the gods and goddesses you are. We have that godly gear. And uh, more importantly, something to go on the inside, because that's what really matters. I see you. I see your insides, and they're beautiful. Just want you to know that. You're loved. But on the inside, we've got those aminos. That's right. Our next supplement to follow up after our pre-workout vice, Rise. G-Code Nutrition will be presenting Rise, our aminos, our delicious intra cocktail. I'm telling you, it's like if someone perfected Gatorade. The shit is banging. So refreshing. It's going to be hot in Vegas. We're the perfect booth to stop by. Get that gear. And, uh, of course, that will be coming to the website soon for your purchase. Get that Shaker Cup bundle in the meantime. Get your tickets. Fly out to Vegas. It's like 90 bucks. You can probably seduce someone and sleep in their hotel room. Sneak into a buffet. You're looking at like $83, and that's including tax, to come out and chill. So hopefully we'll see you there. And now back to the squad. Hey, we're back. Continuing the theme of props, I come bearing gifts. I get mad props? Oh, you do. You get props over here. Who got the props? Gifting. Yes. I got props for you. What you propping up? I come bearing gifts. Oh, shit. And it's inspired. It's inspired by our conversation a few months back, and this isn't to call you, not a few months back, a few episodes back, and this is uh, not to call out my homie, but uh, when uh, my brother Dirt Malone was unclear on who Dave Winfield was. Ooh. Yeah. I've, uh, I've spoken You caught some my... shit. You caught some I've shit. Been... Off air, you caught some shit from oh, other people got, about this. Some guff. <laughs> Talk about that. Who gave you a hard time about that? My brother Pudge, because he's a uh, avid listener of the cast. Shout out Pudge. While he's in the uh, the car, yes. he's, a, he's a cop, while so he's just chilling, and serving. He's squatting. He's like, dude, 
you didn't know who the fucking guy was? And I was like, no, I mean, I don't know. It was early. I, I guess maybe he's like, you're fucking stupid. I was like, my bad, <laughs> That's a, man. I'm a good sorry. big brother. Yeah. All right. Keep so, it up. So I came, I came bearing gifts. Um, I'm not going to uh, prop it. I'm not going to talk it up too much, but I'll say this, that um, my uh, as uh, life marches on, I find gifts that are sourced and found yeah. to be much better than necessarily like something you go to the mall and buy. No, of course. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like I put a lot of thought into this um, because, all right, as a young man, one of my favorite things, and I think like the interesting thing, right, is it was about like how I was thinking about Dave Winfield and just the thought that, you know, Dave Winfield, especially in his um, prime, it was before you were watching sports. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you in probably the past five years have been way more into sports on a regular basis than I have, even though not as much as you probably once were more than I have been on a daily basis. Right. Agreed. Yep. But then at the same time, you're maybe like uh, knowledge of sports history isn't up to where maybe it should be based on somebody who loves sports as much as you do. And I think a part of it is just the modern culture of things. Right. Yeah. And so one of the things that I go back to when I look at is like my dad as a kid and, and Sko was in on a lot of these conversations, right. It's just like debating about sports in the middle Constantly. of the night, right. Yeah. About sports in the middle of the night and talking about the history of sports and all that sort of stuff. Right. And it's great when you have like source material that sort of, um, stimulates those conversations, right? And so I was thinking back to like some of the things as a kid that like stimulated those conversations, and or like made me appreciate like um, the history of of sports or whatever. Um, like, and we used to pull out like the baseball encyclopedia and stuff like that, and yep. like that was like an awesome thing re- reference material, right? Yeah. But this, but this thing that I found for you guys um, was something that I came across maybe when I was like eight, nine, ten years old, and I like basically read it cover to cover like a million times. It's a book, obviously. Um, and uh, and I it's from 1981. Awesome. For my time. So which is exactly the way it should be. Yes. Okay. So it's from 1981. So the subject matter that it talks about it only goes so far as that year. Okay. Shit. So because of that, everything in it is from before your time. Right. Shit. I mean almost before our time as yeah. well and that's the great thing about it so all the information in it um will be relevant in terms of your understanding of history and whatnot and it all is framed in a way that uh, sort of addresses the stuff that you're not learning about every day currently okay. so right. um and my thought was that you could go and take this and you could go and take this and maybe one day you share it with your son or you talk about it with your boy or you talk awesome. about it with kendrick polson or kendrick. whoever Exactly, or Kaylee, or whoever, yeah. right? So, here we go. Uh oh. Reaching into the bag, it didn't prepare Shit. the props. That's that would have been a veteran move. What we got here? If this is gift wrapped, dude. I mean, it is not it, gift wrapped. Okay, I'm not. I that, feel less guilty yeah, yeah. about not having gifts. Oh no no no! It's not that kind of thing, man. August, Christmas. It's not that kind of thing. What do we got? What do we got? I'm waiting. Okay. These are pretty much in mint condition too, which Sounds blew like my candy mind. Because mine was pretty, <laughs> mine was pretty beat up. Okay. Okay. So the fact that these are in mint condition. Gem mint. Unwrapping the poly bag. Wow. Tops the home run book. Damn, Damn son, where'd you find this? Holy shit, Dan, this is that old. Is awesome. Right. This is nice. It's like a little uh, seven by three book booklet with maybe about. A hundred pages yep. with Reggie Jackson, Hank Aaron, Mike Schmidt, Mickey Mantle, and Willie Mays on the cover. Not Jesus. a bad starting five. Right? That's uh, that's those are guys that should be on the home cover of the home run book. <laughs> yep. sure. 
And so basically what it is, right, is that it has background on, like, the top I, – I think every home run hitter who had more than 300 as of, like, 1981. Yeah. Right? Baby Ruth? Start, starting with <laughs> Babe Ruth at 714. Uh, well, Henry Aaron at 755, Babe Ruth at 714, and Willie Mays at 660, and going down from there. Yeah. Um, but it's just, like, this incredible, like, little just uh, stories and tidbits and nuggets That's of awesome. information. It's got the old page yeah, of smell, course it does. Page. Yeah, of course. Well, the book, that book itself is uh, – you know, thirty-six years old or whatever. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Dude, this is one a home run quiz. The one so in the table of contents. How did Babe call his shot? Yeah, yeah. that's pretty. That's it. Let's so see. Th- let's see how many of these from the home run home run quiz, Greg. I'm oh gonna, man, oh. I'm gonna give you a couple here. <laughs> okay, I'm expecting very little here. Right, Hold okay. on, what page right, are we on here? I'm guessing this is like information that's included throughout right, the right, book. Right. Let's go. Right. What page? And are what's dope, page what, 92. What the other thing I'm going to say is dope about it, right, is the cover, the, you know, it's made by Tops, which is like a, an iconic, the the iconic baseball card brand. Yep. So they like took the time to put that together. And then the back has a Wilson baseball gloves ad, if you've seen that too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is dope as well. Yeah, no, so there's like, a couple. There's one on the inside. Yeah, yeah. So we'll tell him if he's correct or incorrect. Oh, man, I was not prepared for this. Well, we'll give you. We'll give you five. That's fine. And if you can honestly get two, okay. that's pretty impressive. Oh, right. the number right. that's Keep on in mind there. the answers of these are dated. Yes. Give so th- there might be yeah, yeah. more people who have done some give, of these tasks. Give okay. him the number on it too, so okay. I can. All right. So as of 1981, this is question number 26. Okay. Who holds the one-season record for most homers on the road? Most home runs on the road? In Hmm. one season. As of? 1981. I'm trying to give you ones that, like, you know, you have a fair shot at least. Yeah, oh, man, home runs on the road, I mean. Somebody already guessed it in the car. I mean, I, I would think it's one of the guys in one of the seasons who hit the most home runs ever. So, like, Maris or Ruth. I'm just gonna say Babe Ruth. Correct. Wow. Okay. Well, he had sixty. He had, he had sixty in one season. So you figure. All right. So here's a Babe Ruth related question. Okay. Babe Ruth has the highest lifetime percentage of at bats per home run. Okay. Number. As of 1981, who was second? What's this number? What? Sixteen. Who was second? Tough home, one. Home runs per at bat. All right, so it's got to be a guy with a pretty big. See, so I wouldn't think it's it's not going to be Aaron. It's not going to be Mays because those guys played so many seasons. Yep. Um. Oh man. I'll it's, give so you. I'll give you a decade. Okay. Forty-five to fifty-five era. Okay. Um. All right. All right. All right. So that helps. That helps. Um. Hank Greenberg. That's a great guess. Um. It's Ted Ralph Kiner. Oh, Ralph Kiner. How about that? Dude, Ralph Kiner had some crazy seasons, bro. Ralph Kiner had some crazy seasons. I'm going to read this. He, only, he the led Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. He led the Fortune. National League in home runs seven times. Wow. People don't realize. Give him one more. Yeah, he doesn't get He doesn't get talked about. Ralph Kiner gets no props. He was a, Mets, we'll an, he was a Mets, an, Mets announcer when we were kids, Ralph Kiner. Ooh, these, some, of these are, some of these are just too specific. And so obscure. So here we go. Which two brothers have hit the most homers? Henry and Tommy Aaron. Let's see if he's correct here. Um, whoa. And, but what's funny is that Hank has 755, and I think Tommy probably has like 50. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's even less. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was Tommy has two for three. Yeah, see, Tommy has three. Yeah. 
right, so you can you pick like Babe Ruth and a ball boy combined. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's it. That's what's funny about that thing. Pretty, that's pretty good, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's awesome. Tony, yeah, yeah. checking this out. Appreciate this, of course, man. Bro. Of, course, out, man. of course, of course. Like I said, I, I think it's just great stimulus for conversations. And like, especially if you read it with somebody who's old school. Dude, I love just you know even I mean? the smell of that book is fucking dope. I know. It takes I know. me back. I know. It's got like the beige antique. Dude, I don't even, do kids even get those things? Like, we used to get, like, magazines all the time. Like, yeah, even, yeah, like, yeah. the baseball, even Beckett's, like, there'd be things, like, just filled with knowledge oh, of history sure. and I sport. Know. I know. I mean, I guess, you know, you could be on Wikipedia or something now. But, like, what, right, but, like, what's landing in your hand that's inspiring right, it? And right. I feel like it's not happening much. And, like, I, like I said, I acquired that, and I acquired it probably maybe like 87 so like six years after it actually came out i was like nine years old but something about it captivated me and like i said it was like um it was just like easily digestible and it was like the perfect stimulus for conversations oh this is i think this is an easy one okay related to sports okay Uh i don't know where i saw this if i heard on the radio whatever but they were discussing best non-quarterbacks in the nfl okay and within like eight seconds i had three and I stopped because I'm like, maybe there's a fourth in this list, but they're like on the Mount Rushmore of non-QBs. So so best, best NFL players who aren't quarterbacks. Of all time. Dirt, I want you to start a timer in your head of 15 seconds because I bet that's how long it's going to take. Okay, you hold on, hold on. I gotta cl- let me just clarify exactly what you're looking for. You're looking for best football players who didn't play quarterback. Yes. Okay. Ready? Start count of 15. And <laughs> Go. Jim Brown, Jerry Rice, Barry Sanders, um, Lawrence Taylor. There you go. Wow. <laughs> LT, Jim Brown, and Jerry Rice were the three that, like, okay. immediately, yeah, yeah. no brainers to me. Like, all right, you want to start getting, like, you want to go to, like, a fourth guy? Yeah. I mean, Barry Sanders, obviously. No, I, yeah, I, dude, that's tough to do on the spot. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Walter Payton. Payton's up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, hold on. It's like think, me and Joe think. Green. It's like right, guys right. who are like. Oh, yeah. Know, I mean, um, like Rod Woodson, maybe. Right, Ronnie, Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott, yeah. Dion. Um, but those three, like, to me, there's almost like a separation yeah, yeah, yeah. between those three and like all yeah, the other yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, there's, I, I'm just trying to think. I feel like I didn't give defense enough flow there i mean yeah but lt is like yeah. clearly you know reggie white maybe yeah, reggie i don't white, even think LT, he's as... um butkus trying to think of guys from before like who was the greatest defensive player before lt you know what i mean like those um, guys had to get some flow in the conversation right um what you call chuck bednarik yeah uh trying to just think, i mean you, you said know. butkus right um Minjo, who's the other defensive lineman, Hall of Famer, who would like rip people's heads off? Well, where's um? Well, you're saying Bo, Bo like Bo would have been on the list, just didn't play long enough because he got hurt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where's Orenthal James Simpson on that list? I don't think he's making. Damn, Roger Maris had 61 home runs in 61. Yeah, 61 and yeah, 61. 61 and, six, 61 and 61, right? Broke Babe Ruth, but it took more games. Yeah. Because they played 162 and, and Babe Ruth played 156. But uh, Mickey Mantle was ahead of Maris, and they were both on pace to break it, and Mantle got hurt. That's what you were telling me. Mantle got hurt. No, no, that was Gehrig and Ruth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But What's Mantle, that stat? Uh, say that one. Well, just that uh, the year that Babe Ruth hit 60 home runs. 
Yeah. I think Lou Gehrig hit hit cleanup. Babe Ruth hit third. Lou Gehrig, Lou Gehrig hit cleanup and had like 190 RBIs. That's so just the insane. idea that the guy in front of you had 60 home Every runs. Every time he didn't hit a home run, he was fucking he was either on base, in. right? Or just the idea that uh, Garrett Deacon they, Jones was who I was trying to think Deacon of. Deacon Jones, yeah, yeah. He used to rip fucking Jones, heads off. Deacon Jones, <laughs> and they there were a bunch of guys on that Rams team. Yeah, there's uh, Merlin Olson. Merlin Olson, there you go. Who the fuck is that guy? See, this is why you're, what you're supposed to be learning. Who the fuck that guy is? Merlin. Merlin Olson. Part of the fearsome foursome. Yeah. He played in 14 Pro Bowls and made All-NFL All-Pro nine times. That's that it. Merlin Olsen. Oh, Merlin Olsen. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. There, Merlin Olsen, and there's another guy who's an actor who was on that team. Because um, Merlin Olsen's an actor, and then there's another guy. All right? Well, yeah, the fearsome foursome. Who's the other? There's another dude who's an actor on, on that Rams team. And Deacon Jones. Merlin Olsen. Jack Youngblood. Mm. Jack Youngblood's an all-time great. And isn't who's the guy from Hunter? Remember Hunter? Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> you know the Dude, detective we're, show? We're killing people today who were, <laughs> who were born after fucking 1980. It's all good, Hard man. Castle and McCormick hey, over here. Yes. Hey, 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 hey. Jake and a fat man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all classic shit. They don't Come make on, shit son. like that. Like, just like a... Imagine like an hour-long, cheesy... In like a good way, yeah, like yeah. 80s Columbo. action. Well, I guess like I guess you can make the argument that like a Hawaii Five O is trying right. to be a something like that. But like to that. me, it's like uh, or CSI. The soulless, uh, the soulless version of that. The Hunter, worst yeah. What's his name? That guy played on the Rams too. Fred Dreyer. That's no. it. Is That's it? it? Yeah. yeah. Playing the Rams too. Good job, Scott. Look at that on the boards. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Sports Shout history. Out to my boy, Google. Sports history, son. Shout out to Google. Do it. So, uh, I, speaking of your brother, I heard you have a swatting yes. tail. Yes. So, my brother's a cop in a uh, in Wachung. And this was this was uh, inspired by the fact that he was listening to the Squadcast. He was listening to it, and then when you brought it up, what on up? The we squad. need those PBA cards. <laughs> yeah. You can send them to G Code Nutrition. Yeah. Care of? Go. He, need, <laughs> he needs those P- PBA. He'll he'll hook you up with one. Nah. It's so I literally, I was giving, not to interrupt, but I got a PBA car. Uh, my buddy, uh, my college roommate is a cop in Montclair. And he gave me a PBA card and like three days later I needed it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like it's I had it in my mouth for three Jesus. days, man. It was bad. You got that, got that privilege card. Yeah. You know Dude, so Pudge. Shout out to white people. Pudge <laughs> was listening to uh, the squad cast as he does avidly in his uh, car as he's working. And he's like, dude, it's crazy that Sco brought up the whole thing about swatting. I was like, swatting? What? Because my memory shot. He's like, yeah, man, that shit happened to me. I'm like, no way. He's like, so some guy called, made the swatting call on uh, this family. And he's like, I got a fucking uh, bomb in my house. I'm going to kill everybody, blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking looking across the street and there's a cop car. So if he doesn't leave, then I'm going to do all this. So when I spoke to my brother about it, he's like, and the weirdest thing was there was actually a cop car across the street. Oh, wow. So he's like, it was so believable because this person was dead on. So they freaking have to break in the door, obviously. He said the kid was butt naked, dong hanging all low. The freaking mom and the other brother were in the other room. They put the kid down. They're like, what the hell are you doing? Kid's sleeping naked. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. 
And then they found out it was a swatting call, but mm. they had to do what they had to do. And I'm just like, well, Jesus yeah, Christ. Well, you think people are going right. to die any second, you can't. Right. You know. That's it. And it's like, it, but it's one of those situations, though, too, where it's like, I wonder, like, what recourse does that family have? I mean, you have to try to find out who did it. Right. They should have whatever fucking recourse yeah, yeah. anyone can think of. If anybody's breaking your door, because in the dude, of it's if only a matter breaking, of time until someone gets killed. Oh, of course, for sure. Yeah, man, for sure. And if anybody's breaking the door in, in the middle of the night, like a million horrible things can happen. Right. And They're they, either going to shoot cops, a cop or right, a cop's going right, to right, think right, like I got right. an assassin. Right. Right. Yeah. Going Columbine in here. It's <laughs> in your house, dude. And your house gets fucked up. Plus the trauma on your family of somebody busted in your house in the middle of the night. Like, how do you repair that? You know, that's messed up. And then I'm thinking for him, I'm like. Oh my god! If I'm going to that call, I'm like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I'm course. like, "My nerves you're thinking, are no shit." Dude, you're <laughs> thinking you're walking into a fucking firing squad. Is this some deranged person with like explosives? The kids playing Call of Duty, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Hostage? It's. I mean, I'm laughing, but only because it's fucked up. Man. You gotta be so morally bankrupt to do something like that. It's just, I don't well, know. And know, I mean, I know dude, kids. It's some 13 year old kid who just had a rock star fucking sitting right, there, right, like, right. bored. You know, bored or trying to get back at somebody or whatever. Yeah. And I get all that, but man, I'm not. It's not an excuse. No. No, but it's fucked, dude. And then we were talking about. I was like, uh, back in the day, there was this kid named Richie that would always call bomb threats in the school. He's like, oh, you want to get out early? What school do you go to? Oh, I go to Quibbletown. He's like, oh, don't worry, I'll call a bomb threat. (laughs) Like it was no big deal. He was like, yeah, there's a bomb in locker 35. I'm gonna detonate it in 20 minutes. So I was like, you know what it is, dude? It's like so. The context in which it usually happens, it's like one of these dudes playing video games, like streaming live, and there's like you know a hundred thousand people watching, and somebody wants a glimpse of that f- moment of fame. Right. And they're like, well, let me swat this person. Right, right. And that, they had their 15 minutes of fame right, being right. a video game. I'm going to get my, like, 1.5 seconds right. of fame and be the one who interrupts it. Oh, man. And it's become this, we almost have, like, a culture and a society of that to go viral, to be trending, mm. to fucking... Whatever I, it takes, right? I somebody, There's, like, this graph, this meme being passed around the last couple of days... And it's Google searches, right? And it was how to get rich or how to be famous. And it was showing like two weeks of that. And then it was how to survive a nuclear attack spiked because wow. of North Korea. Wow. And it was like priorities. And then like, you know, 24 hours later, it's back to yeah, how, how to, to get rich, how to get wow. famous. It's, like, Jesus. it's how it takes like, you know, a big, something crazy to happen to get your priorities a little, you know, yeah, it's like. Of I wasn't thinking anything about the rest of the world at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just how to be famous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, oh shit, <laughs> the chickens are coming. <laughs> yeah. I better like Google this as the bombs are midair coming wow. towards me. Underground this bunker, is... dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think we'd be all right in here. How much? Uh, how many aminos do we have left? <laughs> it'd be a fight. It'd be yeah. a, a vicious fight. Yeah, we don't. We don't have uh, this this far underground. We don't have enough aminos to survive. We're I don't have believe to eat the bodies. <laughs> Dude, I'm on the record. Like, Uh-oh. I don't think it's that tough of a decision to like eat a thigh. To eat a human no, thigh. You know. Oh, dude, it's probably delicious. <laughs> I mean, like that's Hot sauce that's the thing. Like, technically, like I bet it's not the worst tasting thing. I right. probably try to meet the taste like that's tougher at one point, right, or right. is like right, right, worse. Right. And uh, I think like. Uh, People totally disgusting. underestimate the 
Like, I respect the will to survive. Oh, for sure. And I know I'd fucking... Right, right. You know, it'd be sad. It'd be tough. Right, right. Like, I'm not saying I just pick, all right, man. Like, so, we've all been trapped in here for six hours. <laughs> I turn my like, head and I cover my white shots. your legs first to go. It's banged up. You don't <laughs> no. need it. <laughs> we'll get you a, we'll get you a, you know... Yeah. Get you an a new, artificial get limb you a new one if, we, if we get out of this alive. I turn my head and I cover my wife's eyes. In that <laughs> instance, that's what you have to do when he takes a bite out of my your thigh. My wife won't even eat chicken thighs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think she'll eat dirt thighs. thighs. But be... Well, these are the ones but that are, uh, have the hormones Here's on the thing, them. Though, you, oh, yeah. you need <laughs> With them rib up. meat. But you, would, you, would pop, you would want someone untrained, right, though, because like the more the better trained you are, the tougher the meat. Yeah, it'd be tough. You know, what are you yeah. trying to say? Tougher the meat, so... I run, I run lots of miles. He's I like, he's like it's firm. I see you guys looking at me like Kramer looking at Newman in the hot tub when he turns into the a turkey. drumstick. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Facts. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. The uh, that right, that will to survive. People, yeah, people. I think people are like, oh no, I wouldn't fucking right. bull. Yeah, yeah, of course. Shit. Yeah, and, of course. and like, dude, the, I, I I'll know try anything I've once. About this before. If I have, I'm a morbid motherfucker. Okay. But like the, the, and this is a morbid topic, the the crazy things people have had to do to survive great oh, famine. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, no. Like literally like, because people are starving to death all around them and they're like, well, that's food. They right. literally like exchanging the bodies of like their kids with their neighbors so that they don't eat their own kids. Like this happened. Where? This happened in China. This happened in Ireland. Like almost anywhere, almost everyone in the world right now at some point if you go back, like in their ancestry, their culture had to survive a great famine and do yeah. these kind. Like in China, they're literally like grinding up bones into dust, taking the bark off of trees, like making broth and soup out of this, like for a generation. Yeah. You know, this isn't for like two weeks. Like, you know, it's probably make happening. Some bone in, broth it's out probably of you. happening like in Yemen right now. You know, Fuck. places where people are just. Right, right. Or is it Venezuela? Where? The, yeah, I think Venezuela. Me is me. Stuff to keep track. But. Hey, well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, the the fucked it's up. It's out of death. Well, the thing, the thing about can, the thing about cannibalism, <laughs> the right? Fuck? Well, the thing about cannibalism, right, is the idea that um, obviously there is a, uh, you know, one of the great taboos, right, would be about uh, uh, one human eating another human. But you got to remember that we eat mammals all the time. You know, that's the thing, man. There's also yeah. like the. I guess arrogance of man or whatever, like remove. We're like above the food chain yeah, somehow. Yeah, right, for sure. I'm just you looking know. at Sco thinking of what I would eat. <laughs> if it came down to it. Yeah, like you said, a bear eats an apple, right? Like yeah. a lion would eat me. Right, right exactly. So uh, you know, it. go right if for I'm that a calf, I guess if I, I got the lion mentality. Right, if I gotta exactly. eat dirt's thigh, a little meat tenderizer. Exactly. Dude, I'll go right for your calf, dude. Oh, dude, little buffalo wing sauce. Throw that ranch. shit on the smoke. The lion mentality. <laughs> the lion mentality, which makes me think of every other inspirational meme online. Right, which is like the picture of a lion yep. with like uh, face the, forward with the carcass of like a, a gazelle hanging out of its mouth and blood everywhere, and then it's like some meme about go ahead, Ab what is it? Leg day, yeah, who fucking knows? Yeah, something like that. I'm like, give me a fucking, eater be, give me a fucking, be the lion yeah. she wants you to be. Yeah, I'm like, give me a fucking break, pal, you know, and then it's like billionairelifestyle.com yeah. I'm like dude what the fuck are you talking about fam Seriously. you're mixing your metaphors you're not it's that like fucking same, tough the same dude Stop who it. made that would like spray himself with like deer urine and pheromones <laughs> and like hunt a newborn deer yeah, exactly. from an elevated yeah, fucking yeah, thing right, right. hiding I'm camouflaged I got the scope on I climbed up a tree yeah. and I'm throwing grenades at a baby <laughs> <laughs> 
Because I'm a Jesus. lion. Beast mode. <laughs> Beast mode. Oh, dude. I, I, uh... Stop playing, fam. A crisis of character. Yes, I'm indeed. I'm telling you, man. But we're gonna we're gonna address it. We're gonna work through it. Starting with sample one of the aminos. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's my hole in the finger that's of the how, dam. That's, of yeah, that's how you brought it back around. That's how we fixed North Korea. So uh, here's a completely seamless pivot to nice. hip hop music. Okay. Uh, I like DJ the, I like Premier. The hip-hop music. DJ Premier, who's on the Mount Rushmore of greatest yes, hip-hop producers, if not number one yep. all time, yep. did a little uh, interview last night, and there were just some hip-hop culture gems, hip-hop history. Okay. That, whatever okay. that was, <laughs> he could fl- he could flip that sample he into could. a beat, I'm he sure. Could. So the, the beat for Ten Crack Commandments, which DJ Premier produced. It came from Public Enemy, right? The first time it was played was on Hot 97. Okay. Jay Rue the Damager okay. freestyled over it. Wow. Puff Daddy was listening. Wow. Called DJ Premier and said, I need that beat Amazing. for Biggie. Amazing. Right? Amazing. I love all this stuff, yeah. right? Um, so the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's Chuck D. It's the yeah, 10. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're a D'Angelo fan. I am. As, as my, I am. My favorite R&B singer of all time. He's, uh, he's definitely I said it's, it's like the Marvin Gaye of our... Yes. It's like the weekend uh, for... Uh, you know, grown grown, grown grown ass men. <laughs> I love the old weekend. Hate the new week. Hate the new weekend. Uh, dude, there's a distinction there. I would I would grant you. Um, so Devil's Pie, the beat yep. for Devil's Pie that DJ yep. Premier produced, yep. was originally for cannabis. Wow. And he turned it down. Wow. Oh. But when that song was recorded in the studio, side by side were DJ Premier, The Alchemist. Wow. Jay Dilla. Alan the Chemist. Wow. And the Roots. Wow. We're all there for that recording. That's pretty Holy crazy. So, shit, really? So Jay Dilla, Premier, and Alchemist, three of at least the yeah, yeah, yeah. most noteworthy producers yeah, yeah. in hip hop history, all in the booth at wow. the same time for that recording. So, like, something to listen to. Yep. To this day, and this is one of the better things to take on this, DJ Premier listens to Funkmaster Flex an hour every night. Wow. He does not want to miss what's happening. Nice. And he wants to keep his finger on the pulse. Nice. And he inspires him to make new shit. Nice. And he awesome. like wants to stay plugged in. It's awesome. So. It's awesome. That's a reminder. It's yeah, a, I mean, he's got to be like 50-something now. It's a good reminder because it's like I, I was, uh, you know, like I, I was listening to Illmatic while I was doing legs this morning. And like that's nice. good and bad, I guess. You know? It's good and bad. I mean, Why I listen. bad? Well, no, just the concern that Push it's like. Himself. Just, just no, no. Just the concern that, like, well, I sit here and I think it's a wonderful thing, um, and like the common threads in my life, like from the time I was sixteen to now. But then at the same time, I stop and I think, like, okay, like I'm always on guard, like to make sure that, like, I'm not listening to just music from that era, right? You know what I mean? So it's like I got to make sure that that's balanced by new stuff and that your tastes stay fresh. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's why I think that's why premiere. Premier's favorite music is probably well. Premier probably came up. Premier's favorite music is probably like soul from the sixties. Well, yeah, I mean he was. But the music that we love is the music like that he made and the music from that era. And it's like, um, just as he can't just listen to sixties soul, we can't just listen to nineties rap. Did you know he was at. roommates with Wynton Marsalis? No, DJ but it Premier. doesn't surprise. It doesn't like, surprise me. Before any, before they were anybody, anybody knew who either. Yeah, one yeah, of them the were. two of them were just hanging. That's pretty crazy. Roommates. Yeah. Well, I like I heard um, jazz legend. I heard Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys interviewed. And they're talking about how he doesn't listen to any new music. And and they're like, well, why not? And he's like, well, there's reggae from the 70s that I haven't heard yet. 
I mean, I and I, I get that. No, no, I get it. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck, man. Like, if you're not listening to anything new, well, I don't the, know. the thing to me is like to listen to it all in context. Like right. the songs that were sampled to make Illmatic sure. are all like fucking right. Amazing. Right. It's amazing That's music. True. That's true. And then you, I don't know half of it. Right. But then, so when I hear it, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you start to like piece together how these things are. Right evolve and incorporate each other over time and so then i'm listening for the next thing that incorporates all these things in the past right you know what i mean like where i can hear traces of like this continuum of music history pushing forward you know it's like it's dominoes it's these things don't just pop out of the sky you know asab rocky's sampling three six mafia but they sample the fucking you know the, the temptations are, right, you know, Memphis oh, soul and shit. Completely true. And so I, that's why I like. No, that's it's like, I like to go forward yeah, for yeah. nomadic, and I like to go backwards right. and connect all. Of them, right, right. You know? No, for sure. And and I guess the other point too uh, that, you know, because I was just talking off the top of my head, right? Yeah. But like, I guess you know, another point to be made also is the idea, and I've said this to you a thousand times, right? But it's like whether it's a a book, mm-hmm. or it's uh some fucking album you never heard before or some tv show or some movie if it's 30 years old but you've never heard it before it's new to you right so it's like it whether it actually came out today and was made today or whether it was made a while ago it's the process of you ingesting it is still the same because it's new to you yeah yeah that's why like i don't get mad if i hear no Something's coming back, or they're like people are like, "Oh, remakes are the fucking worst," right, and everything. Right. It's like, no, there's somebody out there who's not gonna watch. Like, if they were remaking The Godfather, right? Easily one of the best films ever. Of course, we all love it. Of course. If I heard they were remaking my favorite, that, my favorite film ever, I'd be like, "Look, they might it might come out shitty, which happens all the time." Right. But I'm all for it because if they get it right, some kid who's like 15 is gonna see it for the first time, and that's gonna be like epic to him. I cherish how progressive and open-minded you were about that when you said that. Yeah, but yeah, oh no, it's a wonderful tough. thing. It's that's a wonderful a thing. Dude, if they ruin it, it, look, if they make a shitty version, they make a shitty right, right, version. Sure. It doesn't make the first one not no, awesome. No, no, that's true. That's true. That's true. It'll make them watch the first one. Right. Uh, so dig in the crate. Are you saying nothing is sacred? I don't think that. Like, if if a show can like remake a story from Greek mythology or the Old Testament, right? You know. Well, yeah, that's what I don't know if I said it on the Squadcast. Like before. Summer of Sam, right? right. Is a right, right. right. Oh, for sure, it's crazy. Is a there. yeah. There's great. a lot of. Did you ever stuff. see that there, Malone? No. Spike Lee, Summer of Sam. Adrian Brody, John Leguizamo. Who's uh, Mira Sorvino? Mira Sorvino. Yeah. Awesome movie. And uh, no, it's LeBron, got like LeBron's not in that. <laughs> it's got a lot of like specific religious imagery. Yeah, it's like the retelling of a biblical story. Right. You don't need to know that to watch it. And Summer enjoy of it. Sam. Yeah. yeah. It's about the, it's about the right, serial su- killer. Son of Sam, serial killer in the late 70s yep. in New York City. Let's so it it's on the list. Yeah. But it's uh, set in this neighborhood in Brooklyn, I think, and yeah. it's fucking amazing. And it's amazing without understanding and getting all the symbolism in it. And yeah, and then you could, after you watch the movie, yeah, if yeah. you look it up, you'll yeah. be like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. There was something else going on all the yeah. time. So, yeah, so like to me, to retell no, stories... True. I don't know if I said it on the Squadcast before, but they, they say like that Shakespeare wrote every character in every plot. He already did that. He invented every character and every yeah, plot. No, no, so no anything that you watch, right, yeah. anything that you watch, right? The characters change, the setting cha- changes and whatnot, right? The people in it change. But the actual complication yeah, yeah, yeah. of the story. The conflict. And, right, yeah, all right, that was right. already in a Shakespeare play. And the same thing with the characters. The way the character acts and what he has to do with that that Just changing interplay. the different elements in a different conflict. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you take like Shakespeare, the Bible... Right. And like Greek mythology 
or and by Bible I mean mm. like Quran and like right, right, right. you know any uh, sacred uh, religious ancient text. Most of the most major religions, their stories are slightly tweaked, different right. versions of the same story. Yep. You know, yep. and even like Jesus and like the Muslim religion is is right. a prophet, so it's not like yeah. A lot of, a lot of people don't even realize that, like who don't understand like uh, like how uh, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam are also interconnected. Yeah, that there's uh. What is four major prophets in Islam? Yeah, and Jesus, Moses, is it Jesus, <laughs> Moses, and Abraham? Yeah, I Jesus, think, Moses, uh, and Abraham. Yeah. So it's Abraham and Moses from the Old Testament, which is Judaism and Christianity. Yeah. Jesus Christ from the New Testament, mm -hmm. and then Muhammad. Those are the four prophets in Islam. So like, you're a Muslim, right? People don't understand, but like, the like Muslims have this incredible regard. The three yeah, yeah, of yeah. the most important people in their religion are yeah. from Judeo-Christian so tradition. So it's like. These religions are really like arguing. Not that everyone who follows the religions no, dispute these have a, are arguing. With the with each fundamentalists. Other. Yeah, but it's like no. It's basically like an argument over like no, there was just one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, there were two. Yeah, yeah. No, there were four. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're not arguing over. You know, yeah. the one that's four includes the two yeah. and the one. The one that's two includes the one. Right, right, like, right. So these fundamentalists are are you know want to kill each other over this fucking bullshit, and it's like oh, it's a semantic argument. You guys all believe in the same stuff. Yeah. What do you want to kill each other for? Nonsense. Politics. Some dude's agenda. Seriously. That's it. It's like, rather than extract just like the... Million things that are the same. <laughs> yeah, like the worthwhile moral yeah, of, of the story. Of course. You know? Of course. Try to find an excuse to kill that dude and take his land. That's it. That's the agenda. We're all pawns, Dart Malone. That's it. I know. Puppets. Trust me. I'm scared. Uh, it's scary. It's a scary time. They're all meeting in a room right now, deciding. Illuminati. Right now, there's been a vote. It's three yay, three nay, and one old bald white guy. <laughs> He's either gonna do a thumbs up or thumbs down on whether you live or not. Somebody shoots him in the neck. <laughs> whether oh! the world, whether, oh, no. the, whether the world ends today or or a million years from now. I will Somebody come at you deciding it in with room, fire right? and fury. Dirt Malone, Bigfoot, yes or no? Does it exist? Um, I think he probably existed at some point, but that motherfucker dead. So right now it's a no. UFO is actual. You didn't ask me. No, I'm asking. I'm oh. just, I'm, <laughs> I'll ask. Do you want you, Greg? Greg. I believe in Bigfoot. Okay, all right. Um, UFOs, the American Yeti. Alien American visitors Yeti. to Earth. Say again. Alien visitors to Earth. Yeah, you're nay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Time travel. <laughs> I agree. Yes, I agree. Great. I agree. I agree. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think that. I think that uh, at some point or another. Well, here's the thing: whether or not they actually got here or not, I believe they exist. I believe that there are. I think it. It is almost counterintuitive to believe that as large as the universe is. Yep. I don't. Are, I'm not there saying is other is there life there anywhere else. There's a hundred percent life. That's not. There's definitely debatable. intelligent life elsewhere. Do I believe that they've already been here? I don't know that for sure. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, that I don't know for sure. I mean, I think we, we almost have proof of right. life. Right. There's like water, water on Mars. Right. There's like trace of bacteria. Like Just watch Rick and Morty. I haven't seen it, but I hear good things. Me too. It's fucking wild. Things. It's a cartoon on the cart. Uh, what is it? Adult Swim? Yeah, I hear good yeah. things too. It's fucking wild. The shit that they come up with. Did you ever see Regular Show? No, that's, that's there's so many of those. Yeah, things, right? I don't see any of them, but the, the, uh, every so often I'll catch something at random and I'll catch 10 minutes of it and I'll be like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> Dude, it's hilarious. Speaking of, you know, so 
uh, Keely and I started watching the Chappelle show from the beginning. Mm. Okay. Which the great thing about it for me is that Chappelle show was awesome mm -hmm. and it got really like played out and a lot of people started liking it. I don't even think they were getting the half of yeah, what it was of doing. You know, it was like social comedy. It crossed over to like to bro yeah, yeah, Howard yeah. Stern yeah, yeah, yeah. culture of things kind sure. of, you know. And so that made me like, you know, like anytime something like you like something and then it becomes like super popular. It's For like sure. uh, yeah. your enthusiasm wanes. But people don't understand look. the greatness in it. They just they, they found something they like about it, but they don't understand right. what the, the intent was. Right, exactly. And so now that's all past. And so I can enjoy it without that. Now you stigma. can watch the racial draft all over again. <laughs> yeah, well, we haven't even got to that point, but uh, it's great. Like Bill Burr was one of like yeah, sure. the guys who stands in in some yeah. of the scenes. He's in the racial draft. I don't yeah, remember he's that. He's he's oh yeah, yeah, he's one of the commentators. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bunch of people like that who are like, you know, the bit people. Yeah. They the do deal. like a, the real world Compton or something. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> got like to that one. Nerdy like they have the blind, <laughs> the blind racist, Not right? Real. Yeah. The yeah, blind oh, race is one of the great brilliant. moments. It's one of the great moments in television history. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> no, I definitely it is. Agree. Yeah. It is. But yeah. you know what's funny though is that like um <laughs> blind races. Like one. what year did it run? Probably 2003. Okay. 2002. Cuz you see some of those early episodes and I almost feel like I'm watching <laughs> like uh Def Comedy Jam from when I was like 8 years old. It feels really I can't explain. Fucking wrong. It feels old. No, it just feels old. I mean, it was 15 years ago. I know, yeah, 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 17 yeah. years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And not that 15 years ago was a long time ago, but I just, like, I'll see some of the early episodes and I'll be like, wow, like, yeah, it's, I don't know, it just seems like a long time ago. In a way that some shows that are older than it don't seem like they were from so long ago, if that I makes any it. sense. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit of that. Well, plus he's like so young and he looks right, so yeah, different yeah, yeah, and everything yeah, sure, and he's sure. like. That's probably part of it. Yeah. That's probably part of it. He looks like a, a teenager almost yeah, compared yeah, to them. Yeah. But yeah, man. Classic yeah, I shit. think the thing that bothered me about Chappelle's show at its height were the people who loved it and didn't understand it. Yeah. Yeah. That bothered me. It was like provocative and they could sense that it was provocative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they understand like that the point was to like right. show society. So, right, it was social how commentary. How fucked up it is. Social commentary and satire, and I think it was lost on a lot of people. Who I think that happens lost with South on a lot Park of people too. Who loved it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But see, it's funny because I feel a little bit more of the purposeful Trojan horsing of South Park than I ever did with Chappelle show. Like I felt like the, I felt like those guys were like, here's what we're going to give you and yeah. you're going to like it, pal. Yeah. And, oh, like, no, and, and yeah. like, you know, would just, would not censor themselves and make incredibly harsh, often profound <laughs> statements. And, uh, you know, we're like unapologetic in it. You know what I mean? It really is amazing how they were able to do that. Yeah. yeah. How many Get seasons? a Broadway show. They made a Broadway yeah, yeah. show that's like the, Sold out. the yeah. most popular Broadway show of all time in terms yeah, of yeah. earnings and sellouts and everything. Am I wrong? Book of Mormon. Am I wrong, though, in assuming that it is a is it a scathing commentary on Mormonism or is it not? It's their take on it. OK. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a South Park episode. My understanding of it, it's like the same. Right, right. right. You know, well, now there's like, you know, like sort of like uh, context, Team America. Yeah. Like, Dude, could Team America come out in 2017? 
No, they said they'll never do it again. It was so much work. No, no, no I don't mean it like that. I just oh, mean like, just like the their, their take on is the commentary in it. You know how I bring up like could Public Enemy and Rage oh, Against yeah. the Machine oh, come out today? Kim Jong Il thing, right? Would Public you know, Enemy and Rage Against the Machine come out today? Could they? I don't no. listen to them right. as much, but Run the Jewels is the okay. Public Enemy yeah. for the young kids today. Okay. They are. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You know, hundred thousand deep yeah, at yeah. festivals, yeah, yeah. and everyone knows the words. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's riding. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't listen graphics. to them, which to me is the test. Like, I don't, I don't listen to them a lot either. But I know how important they are. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, not. And my I like thing, LP and Killer. I love their yeah. imagery that they put out. I think, you know what? I don't necessarily. I their music is aggressive and loud, and I like dig that. But I don't like listening to that's, them. Yeah, that's I hear too. you on that. That's me too. But I, it's undeniable. Like the angst and animosity of it is like you know and i'm obvious. just glad that it exists and that they're smart yeah and that they have no, they're the perfect say. guys yeah, to yeah. you know yeah, i don't have sure. any you know for sure they both in like a weird way survived or endured and somehow yeah, yeah, yeah. they were kind of like counted out and reinvented themselves in this way in, like... in different wings of hip-hop yeah, yeah you know lp was like on deaf jucks and like which was was that even his label might have been. He was on, yeah, he started Def Jux and he was on Company Raucous Flo. Company Flow and like, you know, yeah. um was like indie underground hip hop. And then yeah. Killer Mike was like didn't quite catch on right. after being an outcast, outcast affiliate. affiliate. A featured one. Yeah, oh yeah. no, like, you know, on the whole yeah. world and yeah. a couple yeah. like of their big songs, yeah. but like, you know, yeah. probably signed like a major deal and yeah. like I don't even know if I'm mean, you think he had like a major label album but it didn't do well. Right. And so he was kind of like in the more corporate mainstream sense. Yeah, yeah. Not a flop, but yeah, yeah. going nowhere. Sure, sure. And then they linked up and like exploded. Yeah. So I think that's cool. Well, I remember like it doesn't happen. A few years you know? back, that first album was like uh, ra- like rated, like critically acclaimed. Yeah. Like the no- it was like the number one album across genres one yeah. year. And they've got like say like 2014 maybe or something like that. Yeah. It was the like you were saying about the weekend before, right? And I remember um, seeing like a pretty informed like mid-year ranking of the albums of the year, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Bronson, Bronson Blue Chips, it might have been was mm-hmm. like number ten. And I just thought it was dope that like a guy that we like so much yeah. was all of a sudden like getting this kind of flow and getting this kind of recognition. So I was like, it automatically makes it go and say, oh well, what's, what's the else? what's yeah. the number one? And and the weekend album the house of balloons or whatever that he yeah, that, that he released best. that he that released his on his own thing. yeah that was a completely indie mixtape i was basically. listening to that uh yeah, yeah. over the weekend i'm yeah. like dude this shit is yeah, so yeah. good yeah. and now it's just like so commercial and like wow. i and i immediately i listened to it and i immediately appreciated what it was that he was doing and then like uh i put tara onto it and she's loved love the weekend ever since that's great but um but yeah uh oh but yeah so it just that reminded me that um Run that same tools. kind of uh props critical props that uh, The weekend had gotten and garnered, I want to say 2014, 2015, yep. Run the Jewels got. Yeah. Like, and what, they're, they're working on now their fourth Run the Jewels album. That's which crazy. Is There's Run the Jewels in 2013, 2014 that, that one is was like, Run the Jewels 2, right, and then well, 3 came out last year. That first one was like critically acclaimed. Crazy. Like across genres, like Rolling Stone would be the number one album in yeah. Rolling Stone and shit. Like the beginning of that first song. It'll ever play. Hit you with that, and then it just goes into like the craziness. Run, run, run. 
Well, you like where people That's are fire. pushing the envelope sonically. Like it's got oh, a little, it's yeah. got a little industrial Jesus thing to it. That's know? what uh. That's what LP does. Yeah, yeah. That's his... Lane. That's his above-average skill. Right. I don't think it's rapping. It's right. fucking... He's made, like, these crazy things. He did a Jeezy remix for Adult Swim that's fucking... Right. Will, like, blow the woofer out of your fucking wow. shack van. Awesome. You know? Like, just, <laughs> awesome. just so fucking designed awesome. for that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. He even did, like... I swear to God, he did a ridiculous remix of a Justin Bieber song. Wow. Uh, like it. he made a Justin Bieber song that was like listenable. Right, right, yeah, I believe you it. Can, you know, like yeah, I don't and hard. Yeah, I don't doubt it. That's pretty dope. Yeah, probably just to do that. Right? No, yeah, he li- yeah, somebody yeah. like on Twitter was like, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. you couldn't make Bieber sound good. Somebody's like, oh, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. an hour That's later, awesome. it was like, That's awesome. Yeah, it was like, That's fuck awesome. you. It was like sampled <laughs> into the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so I like he's been pushing that envelope for a while. Yep. Yep. What else is going on, Dirt? Dirtiest thing you ate. Oof. Dude, Dude, I was over here eating this fucking yogurt just now with a fork. Chocolate-covered peanut butter-filled pretzels. Oh, nice. Come on, bro. That's Costco. Nice. It was Trader Joe's. <laughs> Trader Joe's. Nice. That, look, it's, and that Gorgonzola uh chips they make the best gorgonzola crackers ain't nobody judging you fam yo dude i'll eat that shit again i don't don't make me bring them next week ain't no sunshine all right here's what i have c titty younger brother shout out to c titty he had a uh graduation party at my grandparents house picnic buffet style you have an amazing amount of shindigs oh my god so many the the bigger the family the more the shit happens every weekend they're like you're always do biz you're always doing stuff i'm like yeah i can't i don't know do your johnny shindigger and i'm not the kid's gonna be no it should be dirt malone any event hosted (laughs) exactly (laughs) any event you should make a card that should be you you should be an event host too much albergo that's right so so i smoked (laughs) event hosted all right i smoked two pork butts for 14 hours pulled pork style then they had like the chicken marzal the ziti yeah. the freaking Zitz. gava de gil they had the uh Scare pasta mooch. salad oh dude your, so, your italian pronunciations are gava gil gava de gil gava de gil gava de it's clear Mumble you just came, you just it's clear you just came over yeah just there to go really good yeah, yeah, when are you going back to the old country so i've just been throwing um random kind of like b-list 90s hip-hop albums Uh-oh. onto the mp3 player okay just coming across jewels just for like just for the sake of like you know something that like you'd bump for like a month back then that right. was like solid right but you haven't listened to in like 20 years yeah, yeah. um like the firm album okay when was the last time you like Played a single song from the Firm album. You know, there is a song on the Firm album where the production is just bananas. I can't remember off the top of my head what it is, but it's like something where like I heard somebody else rhyme over it like on a freestyle recently, and it made me go back and. There's a couple like gems on there, like Desperado couple. with yeah, Cannabis. Desperado was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like Affirmative Action was such a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a, on every mixtape, yeah, everybody was sure. playing it for sure. And now I listen to it, and I'm like... Well, the one interesting thing, right, is like, uh, what happened to Foxy Brown? Yeah, right. it was like Foxy Brown does like 16 bars of like cocaine measurements right, right, yes, that I'm course. sure Jay-Z wrote for. Right, of course. But just like hearing it all and thinking of being like a 16-year-old kid right, or whatever yeah, and being yeah. like... 
right. in all of that. Right. And I'm like, God, man, did That's I, stupid. Yeah, I was yeah, playing yeah. this on fucking repeat. And you know what's funny is that like there was a moment where a Nas feature or anything with Nas on it was like the most sought after thing, yeah. like finding gold, yeah. right? Holy shit, Nas is on it. And he's Holy like shit, peppered on, on that album and it's like And it's just like when he starts when he started to become Nas Escobar, yeah. He lost me a little yeah. bit. Yeah. When he went from nasty to Escobar, yep. he lost me a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. And uh and like the more and more he was trying to be like um and I'll be honest, the Nostradamus phase didn't get much no, better. No, I was trying, Nas. man. Nostradamus. So, so yeah. in the, I also made a playlist of sleeper Jay Z songs. Right, right, right. Okay, nice. I wanted to make because I've played. I wanted the Jay Z songs that were not played out to me. So no, I was just going through like Jay-Z. his old I was catalog. bumping Jay Z all last week, going through his work. Yeah, nice. there's some good ones. I like the dynasty but, shit. And I was also trying to figure out like what's the worst Jay Z album. Mm. Go ahead. And then I was thinking, like, well, what's the worst album by a legendary rapper? Okay. And while there are bad Jay-Z yeah, albums, yeah, yeah. there's, like, one or two Nas albums that are worse uh, than sure, any yeah, Jay-Z yeah, album. Well, there are a couple Nas albums there where it's, like, there's a one there's one song produced by Premiere and the rest is rubbish. Yeah. I think that happens yeah. a couple times. I am. Right. Well, like, the more I'm, the right, I am. But there's definitely a, there's definitely a Premiere song on there that's banging, though, right? Well, yeah, Nas is like. Nas is like is on I Am. Yeah. Right, okay, so there you go. So that's an amazing song, and the rest of the album sucks. And it's like, uh, you know, we're talking about the firm and all that, right? And it's like the Nas transition where it was, uh, where all of a sudden he was, um, what's Pachi- what's uh, De Niro in Casino? What's that character? Um, what's his name? Not Mickey. No, it's G- Ginger and what's his name? Ace, Ace Rothstein. Oh, yeah, yeah. When Nas became Ace Rothstein. Yeah. He's in the boardroom. I room. didn't fucking buy it. It's like he lost no, it his totally... soul. Something went Well, he went, went what there. happened was that... He was chasing like that Puff Daddy ideal or something? No, he was know. chasing... He was biting from Wu-Tang. Right. Oh, after okay, Cuban okay, okay. links. Right, right. And they all had the mafia yeah, yeah, yeah. aliases. Right. This caricature... This persona that they right. were like incorporating yeah, 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 sure, in sure. kind of like almost a linguistic way, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Wu Tang, yeah, yeah. not literal, right? Yeah, yeah, like it Ugan, became like, like right, right. It was after that, and that's like, even like, I think right. there was like a, a bit of a beef, right? Well, but but you realize too that like the early on that like they thought Nas was copying. They thought that Biggie was biting from Nas, and right. they thought Nas was biting well, from Well, because them. Ray and Ghost initially were, like, the biggest Nas fans in the world. Right. Like, the biggest, staunchest defenders yeah. of Nas, oh, yeah, wanted to know on, Nas. Mob Deep, like, uh, put them yep. in connect, in contact with Nas, and it was, yep. like, this whole thing. And then it's, like, it's just funny how that goes. But, yeah, he, so he tried to, like, go the literal. Firm. Go literal with all of that, like, Gambino reference stuff. Yeah. And it, they, it just lost its soul big time. And then another thing, like, I still love AZ, though. Oh yeah, of course, dude. Az like. Well, he but you notice he's not on these the shitty Nas albums. That's interesting. Yeah, he's not. He's not, and yeah. he's the only guest feature on on Elmatic. Yep. You know, ten track album, and there's only one voice you hear on it other than Nas, and it's Az, and his verse is amazing. I have a buddy from the UK, my buddy uh, Sunil SDR. I don't know if he listens to this podcast, but um, he was he tag him. reached out to me on Facebook uh, like last year or whatever to tell me that. In London or whatever, um, 
Illmatic, there, Nas was coming and performing Illmatic. Remember, he was doing that tour mm-hmm. where it was like the 20th anniversary or whatever the hell it was of 25th, whatever it was of Illmatic 20th. Uh, and he was making the rounds doing that in Europe and he was coming to London and he was going. And I said, Oh shit, is AZ gonna come out yeah. for Life's a Bitch? And he said, uh, Only if Nas wants to be out rapped. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, Well, yeah. it's, in, it's an interesting, you know perspective yeah because az you know not saying az's better than nas but he's no, az, like a critically underrated like, rapper yeah it's like you know bernard king outscoring jordan right, right exactly exactly <laughs> that's exactly what it's like that's a, a very good analogy um yeah so it's like it, i don't know yeah the last time i listened to the firm album i don't know what was the what was the best thing that you you stumbled back upon and you were excited by how good it was i i wouldn't say go that far as to say i was like blown away by anything yeah, yeah. but the first dj clue mixtape has four or five rock solid songs including what i'd say is one of the most underrated collabs okay. ever the fantastic four with um big pun cannabis big pun cannabis cameron and noriega ah, awesome 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 in awesome, which yeah, one yeah. of my favorite two lines of those. one two of the of best lines by one of the worst rappers okay. ever the president's like me he smokes weed too. <laughs> Doesn't really like to fuck. Just gets head too. <laughs> That's Dirt Malone's main Cameron. That's oh, I yeah. just I remember when that came out. Just thinking was of, that Cameron or Noriega? That was Noriega. Oh shit! Okay, that, no, Noriega. That was Noriega. Oh, okay, and okay. Nori finding a common ground with <laughs> Bill Clinton. As I, when I'm a teenager, yeah. just thinking like that's funny. Wow, well, we just connected politics yeah, to all of this. That's pretty funny. Uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, but that bangs. Yeah. yeah. And it's got like uh, here. I'll tell you a couple songs that you. So you're talking about DJ Clue, DJ Clue when he was on Ro- Clue, when he was on Rockefeller, professional. the professional, right? Okay. The first one. The professional, the first one. There's has a, like, there's definitely a song on there that I love. There's well, there's a Mob Deep song on there that that knocks. Yep. Correct. Yep. Well, there's the Rough Riders anthem remix with the locks. Okay. And everything, which is pretty good. Yeah. Fantastic Four. Yeah. I've listened to that this week. It's yeah. fucking bangs, man. There's a good Nas song. Okay. There's a good. What was the Nas song called? Queen's Finest. Okay. Queen's Finest. Are you playing it? Dirt Malone on the board. Yeah, that's amazing. Right? That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Old old New York shit. I like it. Yep. Yeah, uh, Brown Paper Bag Thoughts with Ray Kwan. Wow. Classic. Yes, classic. The Mob Deep and Big Noid song, The Professional. Oh, put that on, put that on. Find that there, man. So here's, here, Clu- I'll just give you Clu- the order. And Clue with Mob Deep is like a special thing. Yeah, this production bananas. Woo! Dude, I'm telling you. DJ Clue, J Clue. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you're getting the Nas song, the Rough yeah, Riders yeah, yeah. Anthem song. There's a Dope Nature song. Is Jay-Z on there? Jay-Z and Ja Rule gangster shit. Wow. Next okay. time you go into the gym, you want to bump The Professional by DJ Clue. Wow. Yo, I'm telling you, man. Mob Deep and Big Noid song. Raekwon song. Um, M.O.P. song. Wow. Boot Camp song. Wow. Red Man, EPMD, Keith Murray freestyling. Did you hear the Sean P. Imperious Rex album? I haven't heard the album yet. I've heard like one or two songs. Did you hear the Wu-Tang Boot Camp Click song? Well, is that a new song? I think so. I think so. On Imperious Rex. So, I... You see that? It's like... 
I forget. Clan Click or something like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about it's that? It's actually pretty dope. It's actually pretty dope. I heard. I didn't hear the whole album, but I heard that, and it was it was pretty it was pretty sick. Clans and clicks. Yeah, and there's a Sean P. Styles P. Prodigy song on there. So two two of those MCs. Yes, have passed I away. heard that song. It's yeah. good. The three P's. We're gonna get flagged by iTunes. <laughs> nah, we'll be all right. You got to play under ten seconds. Nice. You know our country yeah. western fans That's that right. are listening. We've totally, like, God, totally marginalized I gotta them. Fast forward this part. Totally marginalized them just now. Don't fucking listen to this. <laughs> if you're looking for the beep to stop fast forwarding, it's now. Beep. <laughs> Kenny Chesney. Dude, I couldn't even think of a. There you go. What's your favorite country western song? And Johnny Cash count. That's. It's good to say Johnny Cash. Um. I like the gin and juice. Uh, we're all over country the place. Song. Right now, Did you hear that one? We're scattered all over the place. Scattered. Um. What's uh uh Leonard Skinnerd count? Country? Oh, is that country? Yeah. No, that's rock. Okay. I have nothing to say about any of this stuff. Yeah, Come on. You gotta... I'm the scat man. I thought the country taking off in Jersey thing was always a weird yeah. situation. Uh, I mean, like, there's a big... Are I you going to say go... Philly, Philly, Philly and Pittsburgh with uh, Alabama in the middle? Is that You feel that like that about Jersey? <laughs> no, because we don't have Philly and Pittsburgh. There is no Philly and All Pittsburgh. Right, fair enough, fair enough. There's, it's the Garden State. Yeah. There's farms. There are farms. There's a lot of garden. You drive around. And green. You drive around. Mountains. You drive around. You see the fishermen. You see the diversity of the state. I believe people are converted. I don't believe it all. It's bullshit to me. You don't people, think there's con- dude, first of all, they, you grow up on pack. whatever you liked, and now it's like your pop songs are not here, your boy bands are not here. So what do you do? I go to country. Dude, area. the country concerts are packed, and people love that shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, because you just Packed. get hammered and listen like to the, corn on the cash with the corn crops, baby, with the tractor going crops, here's around. A, here's a, uh, so what do you think? I can't people, imagine a hot chick who listens to the country. They're out there. Oh, no, I think there's, I think that's like a. No, but I'm saying thing, like that's like. A turn off. Yes. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. It's like <laughs> basically like a hot racist. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> a lot of yeah, countries yeah, out there yeah, are like, yeah, yeah. Oh, you fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> guess what? I'm a, li- I'm a habitual line stepper. Yep. I step over that line, and I have to presume that like unless you I co-sign you're talking, your line stepping. And I'm going to say there's a difference. Not that racists don't love Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. There's a difference between pop country and like old school country. And to me, there's just a little yeah, yeah, bit yeah. too much of like yeah, yeah, yeah. the kind of like friendly racist vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah of, for sure. Like racism with a smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, no, for sure. she is so Two-pop hot. Country. Yeah, but guess what? She's racist. But no, you know what? It's like a little bit of like the, uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of the, it's well, just a cultural, racist. it's a cultural thing, right? So it's like a situation where um, somebody buys into a certain uh, life outlook and philosophy and then they start to... Uh, adopt I don't get it. cultural elements that they feel support their viewpoint and yeah. country and uh, often too often probably unfairly to people who I'm totally being judgmental no, but too and often, stereotyping too, too often I think and unfa- but it's fun sometimes too often and unfairly I think to people who probably come from that culture um, people who have certain fucked up views uh, or who um, 
look back nostalgically at periods in our country that are not so ideal for whatever reason appropriate country yeah. music. Yes. And I think that's yes. that's the that's the the problem. That's what we're talking about. It's unfortunate when that happens, but the same thing happens with hip hop. You know, people who Well, how about like were we talking about this the other day? The fucked up views on the world seem to use hip hop to support them. Hip hop fans? Yeah, yeah. You were talking and about how's... the douchebags from Rap Genius. Oh, who are like the Martin Screllies oh, of God. the fucking world. Ugh. What do you think of Martin Screlly? I think he's a fucking scumbag. Yeah, I would scumbag. love to fight. He's Martin a uniform. He's a, like a u- <laughs> and he looks like a, he looks like a weasel. weasel. Oh, he is a I weasel. thought you were about to say a weasel. A weasel. He does, yeah, he looks he's like a weasel. weasel. <laughs> and looks like a weasel. Uh, for sure. And he owns a Wu Tang album that no one's heard that he bought for two million albums. <laughs> Aside, that's what I would say. Two million dollars. <laughs> yeah. For a douche, and I, I I saw him recently. I guess he played snippets of it for a reporter while he's being interviewed mm. or whatever, and he says. He donated, is the phrase he uses. Well, I donated $2 million to the Wu-Tang Clan. And and he says, like, uh, nobody's shown more patronage to hip-hop culture than I wow. have. And I'm literally thinking, like, is he just talking like that to sound like a self-righteous asshole? Right, or is or he is talking he... like that to this Wu-Tang that they needed? Well, charity? yeah, I think there's also <laughs> a diss get... and also... I was wondering if he was making if it was a tax thing for him. Ah, uh, interesting. And he's like yeah, posturing, framing it as a two million dollar charitable donation, donation to hip hop culture. Dude, but you hear like the the ra- there's like a racist subtext to that. Oh yeah. Like you know, it's like a handout. Yeah, for sure. That he gave the two million dollars to Wu Tang. I don't understand how. It's sickening. You know, at a certain point, I get Ghostface. I gotta question your street cred because <laughs> the dude that's, made like a YouTube video, like calling you out. That somebody hasn't black bag yoked up and black bagged like, this dude and yeah, I mean, taking like, him away in a van. I'm waiting for that. Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's find them. We'll make him fucking drink a whole container of vice. Yeah. Oh funnel. See what happens. He's I wouldn't gonna, waste. Gonna enjoy. Wouldn't it. waste vice on that. It'll he's going to have the best pump he's ever had, and then he's going to die. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. It would <laughs> be the first pump he ever had. Dude, you're foaming yeah. from the mouth. This is better than that time I got lulls on 4chan. Yeah, exactly. Nerd. Yeah. Nerd this. Yeah. Greg Santisiro, dirtiest thing you've ever engulfed in this past weekend. I've gone on the record saying this has been our most scattershot, chaotic. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Tough to follow. That's okay. Squadcast for everyone listening. That's the drops, okay. the drops have, haven't been helping either. The, What's uh, the dirtiest thing you ate, Greg? I'm trying to think about what was the dirtiest thing that I ate all week. I don't. Were there any burgers? Was there any fast foods? Were there fast foods? Yes, there was Wendy's. All right, you know what? I had a negative, dirty eating experience that should have been positive. Okay. okay. Something that's hard to believe. Okay. So I um I opted for a privately owned local ice cream establishment okay instead of going the dairy queen route yep okay went in there with the squad got the icy creams mm. they had their own version of a blizzard i was mm. in a mood for a blizzard okay it sounds perfect can't go wrong right mom and so pop I, blizzard so i thought right and this occurred here's what occurred and i thought it was impossible i got too much fixins in my blizzard to the extent that's that, disgusting like, the ratio of ice cream to fixins was off. Like usually, <laughs> usually you're com- usually you're screwed. It's like a candy bar drizzled with ice cream. Usually you're oh. screwed by the um, lack of fixins, right? Yes. You're like, this is all ice cream. Where's all the cookies? Where's in the here? chunks? Where's all the shit in here, right? Where's all the cookies? Where's all the shit that I paid the extra dough for, right? Lord. For the blizzard, right? 
usually that's the position you're in. This time, it was almost Chunky. all fixins, <laughs> with like just a drizzle of ice cream mixed in the fixins. That's disgusting. Like, it wasn't disgusting, but here's the thing, right? Like you could easily crush like a 16 ounce Blizzard, yeah. where it's two thirds ice cream, one third it's fixin'. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how much fi- can you eat? It's all an entire cup of an entire like six, crumbled, right? Crumbled yeah, right. <laughs> you were gonna. Eat, could you eat that? He's this guy's got like a 24 ounce. Uh, Coffee. Coffee, yeah. Black coffee, iced coffee here. And, like, imagine if that thing was just, like, all fixins. You wouldn't get very far in, in spooning it out because it's just, like, at a certain Don't you point, doubt me. Like you're eating candy the whole time. Yeah. He just threw down the gauntlet. It was a bummer. It was a little bit of a bummer. So that was that was the dirty thing that I ate that was not as magnificent as I would have liked. I had Tex-Mex, Just let me down. Actually, now, that, now that I think about it, the clear-cut winner for what Tex-Mex. I ate this week is Tex-Mex. Yeah, Tex-Mex is awesome. Anytime though. that... Doesn't even seem dirty to me. Let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> this Tex-Mex is the Chinese food of hey. Tex-Mex. Okay. So it is quite the grime. Okay. But anytime I know that my better half yes. will be working out late, late, late. Sure. I'm like, oh. Te- there's an opportunity. Tex-Mex Tuesday. <laughs> All right. And so that uh, that went that went down. So it was like tacos? Three steak tacos, two chicken tacos. Okay. Soft. Grime. All right. And the fixins were the grimy part? The quality, I'm sure, is grade Z of the meats. For whatever, it is literally like (laughs) if Taco Bell was only one location near you. So it's not like sourced nationally. Right, right, okay. I get what you're saying. But, you know, same cost per taco. Right, right. That's (laughs) disgusting. Delicious, man. I'm it's, sure it is. Like it's awful, and I love it. I or did it. Using that drive. It would. It. it would rock. Let me. Almost anyone listening to this right now ate it. Rocked. Would rock their digestive system. Yes, they're rock. Oh no! Shut down. I am, imper- I am now impervious. impervious to it. Wow. Immune. I'm immune. Wow. My body is like Good microbial diversity wow. defense is going on. Wow. From Tex-Mex. From, from Tex-Mex. Queens, Tex-Mex. Yeah. Oof. I did a, I did a whole... I mean, it's I, a staple of New York. In many barrels, there's like one or two fresca tortillas. I did a pint of Ben & Jerry's milk and cookies. I did that. Oof. And Tara made me uh, three, like, chip witches. <laughs> there was different nights, though. Not the same night. Different I could nights. just see Make you eating, like, half the pint, and then you're just like, fuck it, I'm going to dump the milk in there. You know, at a certain point, you're just like, what the fuck's the difference? Get a second. What you do is you get a, get a second, second ice win. cream, hold the fixins, <laughs> yeah, and you turn it into that's, two. That's it. Turn it into a that's yogurt. They get the ice cream before the ice cream. I'll get two ice creams. I'm fine with that. Oh. You know, like, you go to get a chip witch. But it's just not quite big enough. Where are we going? So you get like the yeah, Snickers ice cream bar and the chip witch together. You have a little bit of microbial diversity in terms of your okay. ice cream sources. Hit it from different angles. You man. eat it's one. Like incline, decline. You eat one as like the appetizer, and then the other one is the main event for the mm. dessert. So it's like dessert is like a you know uh, several dishes. What's that called? When it when it's like a meal is a like courses, yes. right? So it's yes. like a multi-course. Dessert. It's a flight. You had a flight. Yeah, a flight. Exactly. There you exactly. go. Exactly. Speaking of flight, we're going to take flight now. Go eat. Peace. Peace.